Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Hi, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to our Sunday conversation. This is our third week of doing this. Yep, third week. And uh, really glad to be with you today. Here's what we need to do to start this thing off. You know what I've been missing about church? High-fiving, chest-bumping, and hugging people. So turn to your neighbor. It's probably going to be your husband or wife and your kids. <laughs> and give them a high-five. Come on. There it is. Is that legal? Oh, my bad. Yeah, see. We need to sanitize, bro. I don't think that's this. It's okay. It's, everything's fine. No, I'm um, really glad that you're with us. And um, just to get the chance to talk to you about what we believe God is saying right now and um, what he's doing. We believe that even as we talk today, uh, that his presence is going to just come into your home, um, that kids are going to calm down, uh, that just there's just going to be a peace in your home um, because that's what Jesus does when he comes into the room. He brings his peace. And so uh, I just want to jump right off into our discussion today. We know we all met uh, yesterday, we're just kind of asking each other and asking the Lord, like, what do you, what does he, what does God want to talk about um, today? What does he want him to say to all the people? And, uh, you know, most of the time when we all study uh, for just when we're by ourselves, we're going to preach by ourselves. Yeah. We kind of get into moments of prayer and worship mm-hmm. and really hear the Lord. Yeah. And so we were kind of doing that together. And as we were as we were talking about, it, I was finally like, well, I don't really know what God is saying. I just know how I feel. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I feel is, um, if there is a word to put to it, it's frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's if there's something that's maybe an umbrella topic, uh, something that I think everyone this isn't just me. I believe probably a lot of you are feeling this just frustration in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. and it's something that we're just all dealing with right now in, in so many different things. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily, we didn't come up with this topic today necessarily because it was super, a super spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. It was actually more natural. This is what is going on right now yeah, in yeah. our world. That's important. And um, kind of something that was encouraging is we, we actually found in scripture that the apostle Paul did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't ha- always have to get super spiritual about everything, mm-hmm. but there were just some natural circumstances in the church that he just straight up dealt with. So Braden, why don't you kind of mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's, it's kind of like you said, I, I think that's, that's something that's important is that we are uh, willing to just acknowledge what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not walking in faith or having faith by ignoring everything that's happening, happening around us. Uh, I think faith is acknowledging what's happening around us and bringing God into that scenario, trusting God in that scenario, believing that no matter what the natural uh, environment is trying to tell us, there's a supernatural power, there's a spiritual principle that is superior to that natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we were talking about this in Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 where the Apostle Paul, who had planted so many churches, uh, he actually is addressing, it's actually kind of a, an awkward moment for them in the church. Very awkward. <laughs> because it, it, it right there in 1 Corinthians 5, it actually says, he said, I've, I've been sent a report or I've been given a report that someone amongst you is basically living in sexual sin. And he was taught, he was correcting the church and the leadership of the church mm-hmm. for how they were handling a situation involving sexual sin. But he said, he didn't say, I was in prayer this morning and the Holy Spirit revealed to me that there's something going on. He said, no, nah, somebody told me. Yeah. I mean, and I just, I just pictured like one of his buddies saying, hey bro, did you hear what Joe's doing? Like, no, tell me. What, Joe's being a mess what's, right now. What's up with Joe? You know? <laughs> and so, 
But what I love is that even though he got the information naturally, he mm-hmm. and as a church leader, it's like, okay, he, he got some information about this is what's happening. But he didn't respond to it in the natural or in a natural way. He responded to it in spirit. In fact, a few verses down, he says, I'm with you in spirit in this. Yeah. Even though I'm not there with you, I'm with you in spirit. And I know that as the as the, the leader of this church, there's a spiritual authority on my life. And I'm even handling this in the spirit. I'm with you in the spirit yeah. as you follow the guidelines of here. And I'm telling you here. Here's how you need to handle this situation. You need to repent. You need to get it right. But I, I just love that he he didn't ignore. He didn't ignore. And, and I, I love when I see things like that in Scripture where yeah. it kind of gives us just kind of some insight as church leaders of how we're supposed to approach certain things. Like everything we get is not like downloaded straight out of heaven. And we're so disconnected to the world we're living in. No, I think sometimes it is important that we're connected to the world that we're living in. I actually think that's one of the things that made Jesus so effective. Mm-hmm. He was... He, he had a reputation for being connected, not just to the That's world, true. but non-believers. Yep. You know, he had a reputation for his connection. In fact, he was even criticized for that connection. Mm-hmm. As if the spirit of religion says you're supposed to be disconnected and act like everything's so spiritual. Mm-hmm. Whereas the spirit of Jesus is, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm connected. I'm in their world. I'm in their environment. I'm just superior to the environment. We've heard this yep. said, we're in the world. We're not of the world. Yeah. And so I think that's what we want to want to kind of bring to you guys today is just this understanding of we we understand what's going on. We're not mm-hmm. immune to what's going on. We're not immune to the fear. We're not immune to the anxiety, mm-hmm. the discomfort. We're not just surfing above this and, oh, we've got this covered. Let us teach you all mm-hmm. how to never have any of the problems you're having because we don't. No, mm-hmm. we're in this too. And I think mm-hmm. it's important that we acknowledge that. And, and we want to help. Whatever we can do to help in this situation, yeah. things you've learned, things you've learned, things I've learned, that's really what we're here to do. I love that we're calling this the Sunday conversation. Yeah. Right. I really do love that. I want, We want to have a conversation mm-hmm. about what God's saying to us. This isn't just a lecture. This is a conversation. In fact, can I, I just want to go ahead and say this. After this video, it's very. it would be very important to continue this conversation with your family. Mm-hmm. Use the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Have conversation with your family. Have conversations with the people you're gathering with. Uh, this is what this is supposed to do. Have trigger conversation around the word of God, yeah. around the things that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. So. That's really good. I mean, as we were as we were meeting and we were talking about this, and I, and I kind of brought up the the subject of frustration, I just I just looked at Cody and, and Brady and I was like, what does the Bible even say about frustration? Yeah. And so we literally got Because I couldn't on, think of one scripture yeah. that said something about frustrated or frustration. I don't even know if I've seen it in the Bible, that word. We looked. And we looked. And, and here's how we looked. Google. <laughs> <laughs> we Googled, what does the Bible say about frustration? And, um, you know, we kind of came across some really cool scriptures I'm going to share with you in just a, a minute. Um, but can I just say that, like, you can actually use Google. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's okay for you to... And talking about the natural things and things that we face... Whatever you're going through right now, um, use the tools that are available to you, uh, the people that are available to you to seek the Lord in certain areas. It's not like we all have the Bible memorized. It would be great if we did. Um, But don't let that stop you. And so as as we get into this uh, topic of frustration, uh, here's here's some areas that I kind of wrote down and I thought this are some areas that you're probably frustrated in that I'm I'm frustrated in. Um, instead of frustrations being our coworkers, they're our kids. <laughs> it's gone from coworkers to kids. Um, instead of our frustration being with our boss, 
maybe with our wife, yeah. who's the real boss anyway, yeah. or, or our <laughs> husband, or just there are, what we have to realize right now is that the, the world's changed. Yeah. The, um, our, our normal has changed. Mm-hmm. And because it's changed, frustrations have changed. Yeah. And if we're not aware, if we're not aware of, of, of that and kind of what's going on, I think on the mm-hmm. inside of us, um, it just produces more frustration. Yeah, sure. It produces this. It, in fact, there, I just, I just feel like there's maybe some of you that are that are out there listening today. You just know that you're off on mm-hmm. the inside. You can't, you can't put words to it. Mm-hmm. You just, you, you find yourself in a funk. You mm-hmm. find yourself off emotionally. And can I tell you, probably one of the reasons that is, is because you're frustrated deep down on the inside. Mm-hmm. There, this, this change has actually brought frustration into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, let me just give you some examples of ways you can be frustrated. Um, like I said, with maybe your family, um, the economy. Yeah. We're going to talk more about this today because um, when it comes to our money, it's, it's being tested right now. Yeah. Our, our faith in our God and our provider, it's being tested mm-hmm. because the economy is just, it's not great right now. Yeah. Many people in, in this city who have businesses, yep. I mean, you, both of you have told me like they're losing their businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not just people who have lost their job, they've yeah. lost their business. Yeah. I mean, this is real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what about the frustration of just not being able to go to a restaurant? Yeah. Not ladies not being able to go shopping like that's got to be horrible like my wife is struggling because tj maxx is still closed um you know there we were we were talking about just getting people together over at your home yeah well i want to invite all these people over well let's go get some food from the grocery store Uh, they'll give you two steaks so when's the last time you ate four ounces of beef never (laughs) never that never has happened so there's just there's so many many frustrations And, and here's what Here's what the Bible says about it. This is in Isaiah 41, verse 10. I love this scripture. I think it's it's going to be our main scripture today. Mm-hmm. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. There's a word in this scripture, um, and it's dismayed. And here's the definition of dismayed. Hear this. It's so good. Dismayed is being upset, worried, or agitated because of some unwelcome situation or occurrence. Yeah. Sounds like real life. Sounds like what we're in right Sounds now. Sounds like today. <laughs> it's like there we are in a place of uh, of the, with COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. This is unwelcomed. Mm-hmm. It's a situation that we wish we were not in. And and here's what the Lord says. He if 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 you'd give me the liberty to say it this way, He says, "So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be frustrated." For I am your God. Yeah. Do not be frustration. Uh, do not be frustrated. One of the things I've learned uh, as I've thought about this, you know, frustration is not a fruit of the spirit. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. When you when you read through the fruits of the spirit, frustration <laughs> is not in there. But I can right. tell you what is in there: peace, mm-hmm. joy, yeah. self control. Yeah. And what I find is is that for me, what what's been going on with me in the last couple of weeks is is that um, if there's frustration on the inside, peace is absent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where there is frustration, there is no peace. Yeah, that's true. And, and you kinda, I've kind of learned this about the Lord and just the, the Holy Spirit. If, if I'm feeling a certain way and it doesn't line up with the fruit of the Spirit, the way that I'm feeling is not the way that I should be feeling. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an emotion that I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, I'm, if there's love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control bubbling up from within, I know, okay, I'm... I'm in a good place emotionally. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm in a good place in my soul. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I love Cody what you were you were kind of talking about as we were were studying over this when it comes to frustration, um, being in turmoil, being in that chaos, especially in your mind. So why don't you kind of well, I think that. for me, like I, I noticed, and Braden talked a little bit last week at one point, I can't remember exactly where we were, you talking about when wind, when the wind starts blowing and shifting a certain direction inside of us, mm-hmm. it's it should be an indicator that mm-hmm. we know we're going down a road that we don't need to go any further mm-hmm. down. I think we were talking about it when we were talking about fear. Mm-hmm. But when I am frustrated, if I'm not careful, uh, I'll get into a place where I, there is no rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, my soul is at unrest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing peaceful happening on the inside of me. I don't know about you, but when I'm in my own head, it's the most dangerous place to be. Yeah. If if I'm not connecting with God or connecting with a person mm-hmm. or taking that thought captive, like Scripture mm-hmm. talks about, um, I become I become double-minded. Mm-hmm. And Scripture talks about in James chapter one, verse seven and eight. It says this. It says, "For let that man." He's talking about a double-minded man. Let that man um, suppose that he will receive nothing from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. Mm -hmm. The last thing that I want is to be unstable. Mm -hmm. But when I have a thought that that goes from, uh, what am I gonna do about my business or what am I gonna do about my kids to, well, the Lord's got me. But then the next thought is, no, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this giant, I am the man tossed in the wave like the scripture talks about. That's really good. when, we, when you go back to even what we started this whole thing with last week was Psalm 91, where it said, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Another translation says that we will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty when we abide, when we dwell in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big thing for me is dwelling in His presence when I'm frustrated. Yeah. Um, a way for me to get out of frustration, that's good. get yeah. out of being double-minded, get out of, of having unrest, is to go back into dwelling. Yeah. Go back into the dwelling of the secret place mm-hmm. of the Most High. Get into His presence is the most important thing, one of the most important things for me when I am frustrated. Yeah. Um, because if I'm not careful, before you know it, I, I think that it's it says that a, the average person says 2,000 words to themselves every day. Wow. But 75% of those are negative. Mm-hmm. That's that's regular days. Wow. Those aren't those aren't today's like yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't coronavirus days yeah. or $20 old days. $20 old days. Those are those are regular days. Yeah. And so I, I'm not going to project what that percentage would be. But in the middle of all that, I know I've got to get back to center. Yeah. And that is in the secret place for me. Yeah. And so and, and I think Leanne, let me just jump in here. Because I, yeah. I think that this is so easy to overlook. Leanne said this last week. I think you just need to build into your into your world that you need to constantly be checking in with your heart. Yeah, that's, that's, you've got to constantly be checking in because mm-hmm. I think more times than not, if we're all really honest, we by the time we recognize that we're out of control, we've done we've already made thirty out of control decisions. Mm-hmm. We've said thirty out of control statements to our kids, yeah. thirty out of control statements to our spouse, mm-hmm. and now I've got to go clean up the mess that thirty uncontrolled statements or whatever have made. Man, Whereas if I would have got a hold of that sooner, that's less mess for me to go clean up. There's less negative stuff out there, fewer negative words, destructive words that have come out of my my mouth and produced an even more chaotic world that I'm now living in. And I just think that is important that get to the place in your life where you are aware of you. You know where you are. You know how you feel. You know what you're thinking. You know, the scripture talks about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Take it captive the first time it shows up. The first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get it the first go round yeah. instead yeah. of letting that thing perpetuate other thoughts that turn into other behaviors that turn into other bad decisions. 
uh, just being aware as you're moving in that direction, wait a minute, I, I'm not good. So mm. I, I'm not good in here and yep. something's going on in here. Mm. Not The right things are not going on in here. Just be aware that you're supposed to be checking in with your soul, checking mm. in to see what's going on. I feel like the Lord just said in my spirit that toleration will lead to more frustration. Mm. That's really The good. longer that we tolerate something, yeah. the longer that we tolerate um, torment because fear involves torment, yeah, brings torment. Um, mm-hmm. the more frustrated we'll be in any situation, whether it's a, it can be the greatest day of your life and then you allow something or you tolerate something long enough that before you know it, you're off the deep end. It takes well, over. It takes over. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that I was just thinking about how, how do we continue to dwell is stop complaining and start being thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very easy um, for me mm-hmm. to just rattle off 10 complaints that I have about something that's going yeah. on in my life. Yep. And before I know it, um, I have actually taken myself out of the secret place mm-hmm. just with my mouth. Yeah. Because my thoughts have said something inside of me that my mouth had to say out loud. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so out of the abundance of a heart, the mouth will speak. Yeah. And so when I've complained so much, I'm actually producing that on the outside. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when I go from being a complainer to being someone who is thankful, I'm not thankful for the situation we're in, mm-hmm. but I can be thankful in the situation yeah, that I'm in. That's good. I, I don't have to be thankful for a virus. I can be thankful that I'm connected to the healer of yeah. the virus. Yep. Well, and, and the word talk, it gives us this strategy in Psalms 100, verse four and five. It says, enter his gates with exactly. thanksgiving yep. and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So he's literally saying, here's how I come into his gates. Mm-hmm. Here's how I come into his presence. There is a way. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's praise. Mm-hmm. So the things that are coming out of me, they're producing something. Yeah. It's either getting me closer to him or it's moving me further away from him. And acknowledge what we said earlier in, in Isaiah 41.10. The first sentence in Isaiah 41.10 says, so do not fear for I am with you. Mm-hmm. So in other words, this, this absence of fear is connected to the presence of God. That's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So if I want the absence of fear, I need the presence of God. If I have the presence of God, I have the absence of fear. Yeah. If I have the presence of God, there's the absence of frustration. Mm-hmm. And if I want the presence of God, according to Psalms here, I can actually get closer to him. There is, There are levels of proximity mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. And he literally saying, you wanna come get close to me, get that way with Thanksgiving. That's good. Yeah. You wanna get closer to me, get that way with praise. And it doesn't mean that's how <laughs> the scripture, what's the scripture says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Mm-hmm. You'd actually don't have to feel thankful to say Thanksgiving sure. or to give Thanksgiving. Absolutely. That's actually what you're talking about. When I recognize that something's going on in here and I'm recognizing doubt, fear, complaining, frustration, whatever it is, just make sure it doesn't come out of here. Yeah. Understand that. Wait a minute. If I start, if I start giving complaining, if I start letting complaining come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. the things that aren't come, have, coming, uh, aren't having come out of my mouth, it's like I just took two steps away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at it that way. If thanksgiving and praise gets me closer to him, mm-hmm. complaining and griping gets me away from him. Sure. So you're literally perpetuating the problem. Mm-hmm. You're complaining because of fear. You're griping because of anxiety and, and, and frustration. Mm-hmm. And that's literally making it worse. You're not getting closer to the answer. You're getting further further away from that. And one of the things I love about thankfulness is it constantly sheds light on who God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm complaining, most of my sentences start with I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They start with me. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. um, but when I say, God, thank you, mm -hmm. I'm literally projecting as much of my heart and affection on him as possible. Yeah. It literally shifts it from me and on to him. Yeah, and you were talking about getting close to God mm -hmm. in, a, in a time um, and pressing in, you enter his gates, mm -hmm. um, all of these different things. And I was just thinking about, I, I love to break down my relationship with God with like I do with my kids. Not that, that they look identical because they mm -hmm. don't and his relationship with me is so much greater. But I was thinking about my children. And when, when one of my kids have a bad dream or they have a nightmare, they have two choices. Mm -hmm. They can lay in bed and be in torment mm -hmm. or they can holler from their room and call my name and expect for when I come into the room that I'm either going to lay with them there, I'm going to pray, yeah. and, but I'm going to be in the room until they fall asleep and the thing doesn't come back. Yeah, that's right. so good. And that's what we ought to be doing in those mm -hmm. moments. Yep. I expect God that you are my, you're my dwelling place mm -hmm. and that I find rest and I find strength in the shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. And that when I say your name mm -hmm. and I come to you expecting you to be who you say that you are, yeah. he always is that. Yeah, that's good. And I love it. Well, I think kind of combining what you both talked about, um, one of the, one of the ways that I think we can do this is actually begin to praise God in specific areas. Yeah. If, in other words, if we find that we're frustrated when it comes to our finances, let's start worshiping God mm -hmm. as the provider. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so invite Him into the area that you're that you're frustrated. Mm -hmm. Invite Him into the area that you're lacking faith. Yeah. Um, invite Him in the area that you're struggling in. So, I'm going to praise Him um, with His faithfulness. Yeah. I'm going to mm -hmm. praise Him that He opens up windows of heaven and pours out yes, blessing. Right. I'm going to praise Him in the area in the way that God, I thank you that. From, from the moment I was born till this day, you've provided for me. And if you've provided for me up to this point, you're going to continue to provide for yeah, me. Yeah. And and so, it, yeah, it's it's praising and it's worshiping. But even if you want to get more specific, it's choosing the areas to to get where the complaining's coming out, get praise coming out. In in that area. Does that, does that yeah, make sense? Sure. Yeah. yeah. When I was thinking when we were talking about this, the Isaiah 54 came up in me. And, and I just heard sing in this season. In mm. Isaiah 54, I'm not going to read all of it. I'll just read verse 1. It says this. It says, Sing, O barren one, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with a child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Mm. And it's like he's speaking to a woman who I would imagine sees all of these other people around her having mm. children, but she can't. I would imagine that there's some complaining in that situation. I would imagine there's some frustration coming out of this woman's mouth. Yep. And he just says this, sing. Hmm. Faith will so produce good. more than anything that can be done in the natural. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's the super coming on her natural. Yeah. But I don't want to because I don't have the thing that I need yeah. or the thing that I want. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like singing, but, but since, you said I'll, since you said to sing, mm -hmm. I'll sing in the season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said, more will be your children. Yeah. That's whatever great. you need right now, whatever it is, the more that you need right mm -hmm. now, start singing for it. Yeah. Start singing from the place of God, you're my provider, really and it's coming. Yeah. If I don't see it yet, it's on its way. Yeah. And start proclaiming it. Yeah. I think it's really a cool scripture. That's awesome. It's really, really good. I, I, I kind of want to take the conver conversation and shift it to, we've kind of been alluding to this this whole time, um, but probably the, the biggest problem that people are facing in this city and in our nation is really the, the economic crisis that's yeah, happening. Sure. And when it comes to frustration, man, it's for sure in that area. Yeah. And so I know, Raiden, you kind of wanted to speak to that today. So let's yeah, just and, kick and off there. Well, and by no means are we trying to minimize, and I think we need to keep 
keep the main thing the main thing, and human life is the main thing. Sure. And I and I well, we do want to talk about this, but it's not to say that the virus is not the main thing. If pe people are get contracting this virus, they're the people are dying. This is it's serious business. People are losing their loved ones, and I, I do want to acknowledge that that is uh, that that is a very significant thing. But then in the in the natural, you've got you know fifty to sixty thousand people. They say now have contracted the virus by the time this probably plays. There's going to be who knows how many it'll be. Yeah, and we've seen over seven hundred deaths. So that it is it is impacting uh, a large number of people. But it's even if you said okay, with the fifty to sixty thousand and them and nurses and the doctors that are associated with that, and then the family members. Let's say it's a few hundred thousand. Well, it's it's affecting the economy right now. Is affecting millions. And I think as it pertains to the economy, the thing that I think is the most concerning to me, and the thing that I'm watching over in this, because like I said, we are in the middle of this. Where I'm I'm on the phone every single day with. With, with tough situations, people losing jobs, people whose income is, is based on the price of, of oil. Uh, and then, mm. and maybe more importantly, there are people losing their jobs because of what could happen. Mm. People are losing things, not based on what is happening. Mm -hmm. They're losing their mm -hmm. jobs, they're losing their stability on what could happen. Yeah. Our, our nation is being gripped with fear. We're being gripped with uncertainty. It's 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 frustration frustration on a whole nother level. Yeah. They're taking that frustration, they're taking that fear, and they're actually making significant decisions that are affecting people's lives. And I, I want to read this scripture because I, what I'm watching in this, I'm seeing an opportunity for us to ask ourselves some really hard questions. I was just on the phone with a friend of mine right before we got here, and it's like this this situation is telling me a lot about me. Sure. This whole thing is telling me I'm not trying to get through this season. Mm. Let me just say that. I actually feel like there's something on that. Stop trying to get through this season. Mm -hmm. It's time that we ask the Lord, Lord, what am I supposed to get from this season? That's mm -hmm. good. I'm not just going to survive. I'm going to come out better. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out wiser. So speak to me. Mm -hmm. Speak to Braden. Tell Braden what he needs to do better. Yeah. And 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 so I'm, I'm watching the things that we're doing. And and I think we're in, a, in an incredible we have an incredible opportunity to ask ourselves the question: In whom do I trust? In whom do I trust? Yeah. And I can check in on my emotions and answer that question. That's really good. If I check in on my emotions and they're out of control, mm -hmm. then I do not believe he's in control. Mm -hmm. If I check in on my emotions and I am uncertain, then I do not all the way. Just let me go there for a second. That's I do not believe. The promises of God. That's what it boils down to. That is exactly what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah. If if God is our provider, and even in economic uncertainty, I am unmoved in my emotions. Mm -hmm. If I trust Him, yeah. I am unmoved. Mm -hmm. And this is not a. This is what I love about the grace of God. This is not a time to get shameful and be like, "Oh gosh, I'm terrible. I'm a loser. God's never going to love me again because I'm full of fear." Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, is He's given us the things that we need. To live a successful life, he's created. He's created another system. There, there are two systems in which to handle your money. And I want to read this scripture in Matthew chapter six, starting in verse twenty-four. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, "No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon." Uh, Keith and I were lifting the other day with another friend of ours and. We, this this came up. It's interesting here. It says you cannot serve God and mammon. 
the greatest temptation that we're facing right now as Christians is not whether we're going to serve God or the devil. Yeah, That's on. actually not the temptation. It's not like, do I serve God or do I serve the devil? That's actually not what we're dealing with. <laughs> but we are dealing with who is my master right now? Yeah. Is God my master or is mammon my master? Now, mammon, that's a, a, the, that, that word in the Bible, it does mean money. But I was listening to uh, probably one of the wisest people in the world on this subject. Robert Morris talks a lot about this in his in his Blessed Life series, he takes it even a step further, and he talks about how mammon was a Syrian word that the that the Syrians used to describe money, but it was more than that. It was also the name of the god of money. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just money. It was a spirit. It was a false god. And so what's happening here right, in, in this season, and I can see this, we should all be asking ourselves this question. Who am I serving? Who am I serving here? Am I serving God or am I serving mammon? Who am I putting my trust in? Am I putting my trust in God or am I putting my trust in money or my, my ability to make money, my ability to handle this? And I, I, the more I read this, it's like it got, got heavier and heavier. But I, and I wrote it down this way. If God is the master, because remember the scripture is comparing God and money. Yep. Uh, you can't serve two masters. If God is the master, then you will love God and you will be loyal to God. If mammon or if money and the spirit behind it, if money is the master, you will hate God. You will despise God. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I just, it, it carried such, it carried such weight when I was reading this, because I actually think one of the things that's being challenged right now is do we trust God in the area of money? Mm. Do we trust God? Yep. Is, is he in control of our money? In other words, in this season, now I'm not, I understand there are, there are wise things to do. Every business across the uh, across the globe is asking some really smart questions. I'm, I'm not saying that we get foolish here. Mm -hmm. I think there are things you can learn, ways you can buckle down. I think there's wisdom here. Sure. But I think as it pertains to this, let, let me say it a different way. We have an opportunity to put our money in two different systems. God's system or the mammon system. Mm -hmm. God's system comes with promises. Mammon's system comes with economic crisis. Yeah. In other words, we don't know. We no one could have foreseen this. Mm -hmm. No one knew this was coming. In fact, in the United States, our economy was at an all-time high. We're seeing some incredible things happen, and then all of a sudden, just like that, people are losing everything. Crazy. People are losing their job. Mm -hmm. In this, in the, in the kingdom of Mammon, yep. in the kingdom of this world, if your money's in the kingdom of God. If your trust is in the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. I have a promise in that system that there isn't a circumstance that can erase that. Mm -hmm. There isn't a circumstance that can arise with my money in the kingdom of God. With him being my master, there is no circumstance bigger than him. Yeah. There is no circumstance. And so we, I think it's just, it's an incredibly important time that we, we use we use this season. You know, the reason we study history is so we don't repeat the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's why we study history. This will be our history someday. Yeah. In fact, it's already our history. And we can start learning right now from this history and asking ourselves, is my, is my, am I invested in the world system or am I invested in the kingdom? Yeah. It's really good. I, uh, I actually was really concerned that I was picking the worst time in the world to talk about this. <laughs> Um, it's like, wow, you're going to talk about money in the most economic uncertain time 
mm-hmm. and maybe in our nation's history and for a lot of us, mm-hmm. you're going to talk about money now. You're going to choose now to talk about money. And here's what I felt like the Lord said to me. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think twice if you didn't think twice when a virus broke out to immediately be- begin to proclaim the power of healing that we, the promise of healing that we have in scripture. Yeah. Yep. In other words, as soon as the world had a problem, you didn't think twice about going to the Bible and giving the Bible solution to the, to the virus, mm-hmm. to the problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I felt like the Lord corrected me. He says, so why are you having a hard time or even ask, acting like it's an issue when the world's having an economic crisis That's really good. to introducing the anecdote, wow. the yeah. principles of the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it is what it is. I mean, churches out there, um, the church has a reputation. Many churches have a reputation of, well, that pastor just wants my money. He's just after my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just say this. I'm not after your money and God's not after your money, but God is after your heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. God is after your heart. And as a pastor of a church, I'm after your success. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I am. Absolutely. I want your success. Mm-hmm. And when I hear of people losing their jobs and literally terrified, I, I, I picture husbands right now. Let's just be honest as husbands, we want to provide. Yeah. There's something attached to our DNA, to our, even our design that says, I, I want to provide for my family. And I, there are men out there who, especially in our world, especially in the oil and gas industry that are gripped with fear, their identity is being stripped away, their manhood's being stripped, so much is being stripped away because their trust was in an uncertain kingdom. Wow. It is important that we use this time to say, Lord, where are the areas that I'm missing? Where are the areas that I'm struggling? If, I'm, if this is taking my legs out from underneath me, at least at a minimum, ask yourself the question, in the area of my finances, am I trusting in God? Am I doing things God's way in the area of my finances? Mm, that's really good. I, uh, and I, I, I wrestled with whether to share this. I swear I'm not, this is not a, this is not to brag. My wife and I have tithed on every dollar we've ever made. Thank goodness we had incredible, incredible parents that taught us from an early age. We've tithed on every dollar we've ever made. I've always had that. I've always had that in me. But several years ago, and you want to talk about Thanksgiving, we had found the, that the Lord had begun to bless us so much. It was just, it was literally one of the first times in our lives that we were overwhelmed by his goodness. We were overwhelmed by how much he was blessing us. And, um, and I just, I remember we were actually building our first house. It wasn't a very big house, but it was our house. Yeah. And it was a special deal because we were going to have an ice maker on the front of our refrigerator. Come on, somebody. That's when you know you've made it. You got an <laughs> ice maker on the front, you're, you made it. And, but I, I just remember all the things that were, were happening in that moment. And I just got overwhelmed with gratitude that I was getting a new house. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I remember just kind of looking to the Lord and saying, I didn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't earn this. This is your goodness on my life. Yeah. This is your favor on my life. This is your, 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 your mercy on my life. I'd, I'd done so many dumb, I'd, we've all done dumb things with our money. I didn't deserve what I was getting. And I remember in that moment, I just said, Lord, I want to spend the rest of my life not just returning the tithe that, that the scripture says is already yours. I want you to have it all. Yeah. And I want to set a pattern for my life. And at that moment, I said, Lord, I, I want to give every, every, every year for the rest of my life. I want to set a goal to give more to you every single year. And so we did. I went to Leanne. We prayed about it. We talked about it. And she was in instant agreement. 
And so we set up a, pat, a system. I actually have two bank accounts when it comes to giving. Well, one, I give straight to the church. I give 10% to our, our church, our local church. But then every year we're up to 7% now in a, in a whole nother account that 10% goes to the church, another 7% goes in the entire bank account. And my sole purpose is asking the Lord, Lord, you've done so much for me. How can I help you show you to somebody else? That's really good. How can I help you show your goodness? Wow. The same thing you've given to me, I want someone else to experience that. Mm -hmm. I remember the times when I didn't have money to pay for groceries and someone handed me money. Mm -hmm. I remember the time that someone showed me what the goodness of God looked like. Not with a, buddy, I'll pray for you. Yeah. Well, while you're praying, could you give me a hundred dollars? You know, <laughs> like nice. that, that would, that's what I could really use right now. Yeah. And I remember the times when someone said, no, no, I'm not just going to pray for you. This is the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't just pray for the guy. Yeah. He loaded him up, took him to the end, and paid for his care. Yeah. Took money out of his own pocket. Well, guess what? He had to have money. He had to have money to give money. Yeah. It's not, that's not a hard, it's not rocket science. Sure. You got to have money to give money. Yeah. And he had, we, we purposed, back to the story, we purposed in our hearts. We wanted, we wanted to give. And I remember just as some of this stuff was going on, I, I, I'm to the place in my life where God has been so faithful. He's proven himself so faithful in this area. It dawned on me just yesterday, actually, it's not crossed my mind one time to change what I was doing with that extra 7%. Mm. It's not crossed my mind one time to say, you know, I, I have to give the 10%. I mean, the Bible says if you don't give it, you're a thief. You're, you're, you're stealing money from God. So I mean, I wouldn't touch that. But that other seven, that's just kind of a hard thing. You never know what's going to happen. Might as well save the 7% yeah. this season. Because you never know. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing we love to say. Oh, you never know. You just never know. Well, we, let's just stick that 7% back. I mean, you just never know. You just, you just never know how the church is going to do. You never know if people are going to keep tithing. You never know how the business is going to do. You just never know if the car is going to keep running. You mm -hmm. just never know. Mm -hmm. It dawned on me that I have so, I have so been trained, not, by, not because of some great discipline I have, I have been so trained by his goodness. Hmm. He has shown himself so faithful that I didn't question. Nothing new rose up in my heart. No new desire showed up in my heart of, hmm. well, what, what are we going to do with that now? It never crossed my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I believe this with all of my heart. We can get to a place in our lives where we have, uh, first of all, we have been obedient when it didn't make sense. There's a scripture I was going to read, and I know we're running out of time, but uh, in, in Genesis chapter uh, 26, there's a story. 26 verse one says there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Now skip down to verse 12 for the sake of time. It says, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Let me connect those dots. There was a, it was a season of famine. It was a season when there was no moisture in the soil. There should have been no natural reason that putting a seed in the ground produced a harvest. It was the time when you're in famine, don't sow the seed, you're throwing your money away. Don't put seed in the ground, you're throwing it away. Just keep it as long as you can and hope that it lasts until the next, maybe a rain will finally come. Mm -hmm. But it says in that season, in the season of drought, in the season when it didn't make sense, Isaac sowed. That's good. And it said in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold return. Wow. The natural said, hold on to your money. The natural said, hold on to your seed. The natural said, do something different than what you know is the right thing to do. But a spiritual principle was activated. Faith in God was activated because there was no natural reason to put that seed in the ground. Yeah. Only because I trust in my relationship with God. Yeah. I trust in his faithfulness. Yeah. That was the same thing, Exodus 16, the story of manna. 
you, you know the, you know the story. God tells the children of Israel, I'm going to provide for you every single day. And it's interesting. He says every day, except for the sixth day when you're going to get double because he wanted us to Sabbath. He said every single day you're going to go out and you're going to get your provision. I'm not going to allow you to save up provision. In other words, I'm not going to allow you to come up with your own strategy, mammon, own strategy for taking care of yourself where, you know what, I'm a, on Monday, we're going to go and save for five days. So that way, in my wisdom, I know we'll have food Tuesday. Yeah. I know we'll have food Wednesday. I know we'll have food Thursday. No, what was he breaking off? He's breaking off the spirit of, I want to be in control of my money. I want to be in control of my resources. I want to make sure that I'm going to be okay. He was, he was trying to break that off and said, no, no, I want you to create a lifestyle where every day God has to show up. Every day God has to show up. If I'm going to eat, it's going to be because God showed up. The beautiful thing about this is he did every single time. Yeah. So he was literally giving them something that seemed hard to do. Like, oh my gosh, we got to trust the Lord. And you would think after how many days of doing this and every morning waking up and seeing the manna there, they'd go, wait, maybe God does do what his word says. Maybe God, maybe yeah. God is faithful. Maybe yeah. he is going to take care of us. Yeah. You'll never know that. You'll never know if he will unless you give him the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I just think with, with all of my heart, I want to see breakthrough in this particular area. I want to see people, I want to see financial situations change. I want to see not just financial situations change. I want to see peace change. Yep. Mm -hmm. I want to see souls change. I want to see emotions change. Because just because you're in, in the kingdom doesn't mean there's never going to be pressure. I'm not trying to say, hey, if you'll do it, things God's way, start tithing, start giving. Sure. You will literally never have another financial problem the rest of your life. No, but you'll have a problem. You'll have a promise to stand on in the middle of that problem. And it won't be man's system. It'll be God's system. And so I just think it's, a, I think it's an important time to ask that again, I'm doing this. I think we all should be doing this. Are there areas of my life that I need to make adjustments in? Yeah. Simply put, do you tithe? Mm -hmm. do you, are you generous? Are you worried about, are you worried about getting you toilet paper? Are you worried about giving somebody else toilet paper? Mm -hmm. Literally while we're talking, I'm getting a text message uh, from someone right here on my phone <laughs> saying, Hey, I want to provide a whole pantry of food. For some people, it's like some this this person that's texting me. Someone else is on their mind, yeah, mm -hmm. because they have a kingdom principle of I'm, I I I exist to serve. I exist to give. That's what God is. That's who God is. I can represent Christ. I can represent God by not hoarding and holding on to things in this season, but activating the spiritual principles. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.